Wednesday, November 22nd. Having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, I want to take you to a story which our friends over at Breakpoint have also covered. There is a new book out entitled Being There, Why Prioritizing Motherhood in the First Three Years Matters. It's written by a New York psychoanalyst by the name of Erica Commissar. She has some interesting statistics. Some of them are rather alarming, including the fact that she says a number of kids hospitalized for eating disorders have increased 119% in the last decade, and she points to the fact that mothers are absent. She also goes into some of the areas of quote-unquote behavioral disorders. She goes into the unbelievable rise of suicide among teenagers. I mean, that, the statistics are startling. Purely from her guild of being a psychoanalyst, she has amassed this analysis that has taken place over decades, and she finally has just come out, look, I, I'm just going to tell you the truth. Particularly the first three years, the mother needs to be there. She just has to be there. With the full realization that in our culture today, it is unbelievable. This is my opinion here at this point. She doesn't say this. I believe the tax structure in our government to support a bloated and runaway authoritative government has basically robbed most families of the notion, can we afford for the mother to be with the children during those crucial nurturing years? Nope, got to put her to work. And if you take the average salary of women in the workforce, you will find that it directly matches the increased amount of money that is going to the government since the 1940s. The two-income has to be the norm. You can't make any principal decisions. Can my wife work outside the home? Absolutely she can. Go read the Proverbs 31 woman. And there is no doubt of the quote-unquote work-outside-the-home opportunity for women. But the point is, if I get married and if I have children, do I have an ethical obligation of what a father is supposed to do and what a mother is supposed to do? The consistency of the Christian world in life view says this, the father is responsible to provide in such a way that the mother is free to nurture. I love it at the moment of our covenantal baptisms, Tom. The father names the child and the blessing, hands me the child. We place the sign of the covenant, enfolding the child into the covenant, affirming the promises of God. I will be a God to you and to your children after you. And then I hand the child to the mother, affirming this primary role of nurturing. That doesn't mean the father's not involved. But the father cannot replace the mother. There's no way. A father's love and a mother's love is different. There was an interesting study one time, Tom, I found amusing, but yet troubling at the same time. We spent literally millions and millions of dollars on a study, and the final verdict was this. Two mature adults in a home is crucial for the well-being of the nurture of the children in that home. Now, notice how they painfully stayed away from saying a father and mother, just two mature adults, in order to accommodate the mythical notion that a same-sex marriage can provide a healthy home. 
It cannot. It won't because that's one of the reasons that I continue to speak against this fabrication of same-sex marriage because I do not want to consign the next generation of children to a home in which there is likely not only not a father properly functioning, but that you don't have a mother properly functioning. A child needs a father and mother. And that is exactly what this study and research affirms, that you need both. By the way, in that same study, they noted another thing, that fathers and mothers, when they discipline, reprove, or correct, that is negative or positive, that the mother adopts instinctively a different physical posture than the father. The mother almost always will either stand or sit beside the child and speak to the child, usually with their arm around them. The father almost always stands in front of the child, eye to eye, and speaks to the child. That's what fathers do. Fathers have a corrective style that is related to what a father can provide. I remember when I was going through a very, very painful reset of a broken arm, and I can remember my dad at the end of the bed saying to me, son, you can do it. My mother beside me encouraging me that I can do it. Both were necessary. I needed that. And many times in my life, I have remembered when I have faced challenging situations, I can still see my father saying, Son, you can do that. And I still feel the calmness of my mother right beside me. Son, I'm with you. Those are the things that they provide. That is what Dr. Erica Commissar, this New York psychoanalyst, is affirming, particularly in the opening three years. It is amazing. Most of the ethical commitments of a child in their world and life view are embraced by age five. Most of their perspectives in life and how they view life and how they embrace life is affirmed in the opening three to five years of a child. We do tutoring and we purposefully send hundreds of our members into urban schools to tutor, but we say, please deploy them under the age of eight because that's when tutoring has its greatest effect. That doesn't mean it doesn't work afterwards. But that's when it has its greatest effect. These highly impressionable initial years are crucial in the life of a child. And the notion that a woman who is the mother is a movable quantity, that is, she can walk away and it has no effect, or she can stay and it may or may not have an effect, is absolutely ludicrous. There is no one who can replace the mother in the life of the child. No one. The woman's gifts and unique abilities are irreplaceable. Can she work outside the home? Absolutely. But the question is not what can you do, what should you do? Therefore, fathers ought to do everything they can, not only to be engaged as a father in bringing your child up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, but doing everything you can to make sure that your child has the presence and availability of that indispensable ministry and unique gifting that a mother brings to the task. And the opening years are absolutely crucial. So I'm grateful that she has affirmed it. I am grateful that Dr. Commissar has had the courage because, believe me, she is being targeted 
and I am not surprised it affirms biblical truth once again, that there is a glorious blessing through a father's leading love and a mother's nurturing love in the life of a child. There is no substitute for them. And thank God that he has given us direction as to how to establish not only a healthy marriage, one man, one woman for one life, but healthy families where fathers provide the environment of security and stability, and a mother provides the instruction of kindness from her tongue that has lifelong effects at the very initial stages of life in the life of every child that God has entrusted to that family. Harry, we're out of time for today. Tomorrow, Thanksgiving Day, a Christian holiday, a national holiday. Looking forward to it. I love Thanksgiving for so many reasons, and I look forward to us sharing some thoughts with our listeners about Thanksgiving. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Unto you, O Lord, will I give thanks and praise. As we close out, let me challenge you once again to download the Briarwood app if you haven't already. Go to your favorite app store, type in Briarwood PCA. With this app, you'll have access to written resources, audio resources, and video resources that will challenge your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's yours free of charge. We'll do stop by again tomorrow, Thursday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.